Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this episode, which is all about raising a child with special needs. So for those who don't know, I've got a son with a neuromuscular condition called Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease that requires him to use a wheelchair. And I've also written a book called They Say I'm Special, and there's also a course that goes along with it, which is all about sharing 100 tips for raising resilient, happy, and confident kids with special needs. Now, in today's episode, I'll be sharing five of those tips that will hopefully make your life a little bit easier if you yourself are raising a child with special needs. Now, I just want to say in advance that if you have a child with special needs, then you and I are more alike than you may think. Even if your child has a behavioral or cognitive or developmental issue, while mine has a physical disability, the same truth still applies. We both know fear and panic and sadness. We both have probably shed tears over the fact that there's this little seed that was planted in the garden of our mind, that things don't always go as planned with our children. Not everyone grows up to be healthy and mobile. Some children have conditions that we've never heard of before their diagnosis. And whatever the case may be, I want you to know that you are not alone. Right now at this very point in time, there are millions of mums raising a special needs child too. And maybe they're not raising a child with the same disability as yours or mine, or it can be something completely different, but they still have probably gone through similar stresses and struggles and pain in life. So let's just jump right in and have a conversation about tip number one, accepting your situation. So I myself absolutely love the serenity prayer, which goes as follows. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, I think the single most beneficial thing that a parent with a special needs child can do is accept their situation. Accepting a situation does not mean you are giving up. To the contrary, it means that you recognize and understand that your current situation, whatever that may be, it is what it is. Life does not always go according to plan, and that is okay. Acceptance means that you know that this is a truth and that you free yourself from the denial of, you know, fighting the fact that you want things to be different when they can't be different. It is what it is. We have the cards in our hands that we've been dealt, and we've got to work out how to best use and play those cards. And that leaves you to pursue other avenues to make your situation work because you're not so desperately trying to change the situation that cannot be changed. So people all around the world have embraced that serenity prayer. And I feel like it really encompasses the goal of a special needs parent perfectly because that is the key to happiness. It's letting a situation be what it is instead of what you wish it was or what you think it should be. Because at some point you need to let go of what you thought should happen in your life and live in what is currently happening today. Sure, you might not have planned to have a special needs child, but that is what you've been gifted with. So you need to learn to accept your reality. And raising a child with any condition or disorder is indeed both a blessing and a challenge. It is a challenge for obvious reasons, such as financial and physical, emotional tolls that they can have. But it's also a blessing in that that comes from overcoming these challenges, from seeing your child prosper and flourish despite any odds. When something bad happens in your life, you always have three choices. You can either let it define you, let it destroy you, 
or you can let it strengthen you. And that is definitely what I've chosen to let our situation do for me. I allow it to strengthen me. So serenity comes when you trade in your expectations, all the expectations that you have or you expected things to be a particular way and it didn't go quite according to plan. You trade that in instead for acceptance. As Shakespeare once said, expectation is the root of all heartache. The key to life is definitely being flexible, learning to go with the flow because change is inevitable and we really need to appreciate everything that we do have. Count your blessings, definitely. Now for tip two, build a support network for yourself. Now, whether we like to admit it or not, having a child with special needs definitely adds a little bit of an extra layer of stress to our lives that most people who don't have kids with special needs have never experienced themselves and they live without that. Now, I'm sure you do a great job at making sure that your child has access to all the emotional support that he or she needs, but are you doing the same for yourself? Now, I really can't overestimate how important emotional support is critical for parents with children with special needs. We all need to have friends that we can turn to in times of need. This is actually true for for every parent in this world. For those parents who are struggling or might be more in need of having a connection with other people who understand what they're going through, we need to have those friends that we can open up to, that we can admit the truth that some days aren't always so great and some days are more difficult than others. I myself am so lucky I've got the best support network of friends that I treasure dearly. I have friends who have children with special needs and those that don't, and both of them are just as precious to me as each other. So even though I'm actually still yet to meet another parent with a child who has the exact same diagnosis as my son, that doesn't mean that I don't value the parents who have children with different special needs and different disabilities. And even though our situations might not be identical, those parents still intuitively understand the stresses of raising a special needs child. I have to say though, I've come to a point in time where it doesn't feel like a stress for me. It feels like a gift. I have found it so much easier because I do have these friends helping me out and then I can always turn to and because you don't feel like you're alone and because you know that others are going through the same thing as you just makes everything feel so much easier. So definitely consider looking for a support group of parents that you can connect with and even though parents with typically developing children can be so fabulous, they may not always fully understand the scope of the challenges that you face which is why these support groups are so valuable. I myself have found it in the wheelchair sports community because my sons are really active and every weekend I hang out with like the coolest people ever. They definitely offer me emotional support, but there's so much more than that. They have the best practical advice and ideas that will make my life easier and my son's life easier. So if you aren't aware of any local face-to-face groups in your areas, please speak to your specialist. They normally can help you tap into these groups and hopefully point you in the right direction. So for me, it's been a lifeline. I could not live without my friends who are so fantastic. And I do hope that you find that same connection with other people who understand your situation. And even if you don't, even if you find it really hard to find friends like this, just know you still aren't alone. We are here in this world, all understanding totally what you're going through. So you are never, ever, ever alone. And this brings me to the tip number three, recognizing that you aren't alone. So just the fact that you're listening to this podcast episode means that you understand that it's at least one more person in this world, me, who understands fully what it's like to raise a child with special needs. So you aren't alone. You are definitely not alone. According to the United Nations Enable statistics, there's approximately 15% of the world's population or an estimated 1 billion people currently living with some form of a disability, whether it's physical or mental, cognitive or developmental. 
People with disabilities are in fact the world's largest minority. In the United States alone, there are an estimated 13.5 million children currently living with special health care needs. So obviously this tally doesn't include all the kids residing in the two other hundred odd countries in the world. But it's fair to say that the total reaches much higher in millions. So now that you know that the figures are pretty high, I hope it takes away that feeling if you've ever had it before that you are alone because you definitely aren't. I mean, I myself would have been so happy just to know that there's one other person who understands my life. And so when there's more than one person, when you know there are thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who totally get it, just makes everything feel so much easier. I mean, me just knowing that there are other mums and dads going through similar trials and tribulations makes me feel less isolated and alone. It makes you feel connected. So true, I might not have the pleasure of catching up with everyone on a daily basis, but it's just reassuring to know that everyone is out there. Likewise, you know, staying strong, doing the best that we can to create these amazing happy lives for our kids. I mean, we are so blessed to live in a time and place where there's so many online support groups and associations that serve to connect us with others in similar situations to take advantage of that. Search them out, read their advice, ask questions if you need answers and contribute in any way that you can if you've got something valuable to share. So just it's out there always. There is help out there for you if you need it. And it helps me, Mency, just to know that my feelings are experienced by other people in the world. So I will go and ask a question if I need some reassurance that will put my mind at ease. Now, I've noticed as I've gotten older, I'm less dependent on visiting those groups. We eat such a good place and we just go with the flow nowadays. And I've got my friends that I can always touch base with when I need to. But for anyone who is still in a position where they really need that support, Just know that it is out there for you. Constructive help and feedback is always available for anyone who asks for it because you are definitely not alone. And now let's have a conversation about tip four, being your child's number one advocate. So parenting experts say that we should raise our children to be independent and self-sufficient, but in reality, some kids will always need a helping hand. And when they're still young, they need a voice too. They need your voice. More than anything, your child needs you to fight for the things that they desperately need but they can't achieve without adult intervention. They might need you to speak up on their behalf if their own voice can't be heard, especially when they're still young. They need you to communicate to those who can do something positive and productive about any issues that they're going through. Someone that will help them communicate all their frustrations and desires so that their thoughts, dreams and feelings can be addressed and taken into consideration. And if you don't stand up for your children, who then will? They really absolutely need you. And being an advocate for your child is one of the most important roles that we'll ever play as a parent. So if your child is having any difficulties, they need to know that their situations and feelings will be heard and respected by others rather than being brushed aside or ignored or dismissed. Now to help you become a better advocate for your child, it's really important that you know your child's rights. So take the time to learn and understand the rights of your child for his or her particular situation. It's important that you know exactly what your child is entitled to so that you don't waste people's times or your own sanity asking for things that you aren't permitted to receive. This is going to require that you might have to do some research or speak to other people. But just get really acquainted with what they are entitled to. So what help are you entitled to receive? You know, what is out there for you to help support you in the community? It is so important that you know this information because it will help you when you need it the most. Now for another tip try to be understanding. Now, I usually love to give people the benefit of the doubt. I really think that sincerely people are out there to help me. 
And I recognize that schools are just like people. They're capable of becoming strained or buckling under pressure. So I try to be understanding if I am, if that they miss something when it comes to supporting the needs of my child. Now, we've actually always been really lucky when it comes to the school helping out my son. They have been so fantastic. I could not have hoped for a better experience of the school system when it comes to having a child with special needs. However, I know that not everyone has that same experience. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't immediately communicate to the school if your child is suffering for whatever reason. There's just more of a chance of success if you do so from a position of calm and reason rather than coming from a position of attacking them or feeling really angry. Even when you are frustrated, try to remain calm, be reasonable, give people the benefit of the doubt. Okay, if you need to escalate a situation, still do so from a position of calm and reason. That has just personally always worked for me, but you do what feels right for you, okay? Another tip is working with the school rather than against them. So just following on from the previous point, it helps to know that the school is usually on your side. They want the best for your child, just like you do, but they must also take into consideration all the other students under their care. So it helps to be open-minded when it comes to speaking to the school about the options for your child. Usually, there's more than one way to help a child fit in and be happy. So just allow for the possibility of creative alternatives and be open to listening to what they have to say because they're there to try to help you. So just be open. My final tip when it comes to advocating for your child is always be prepared for meetings. So meetings regarding your child are really a great and fantastic opportunity for you to ask all the questions that you have on your mind and finally get some answers. So just make sure to note everything that you are curious about or anxious or worried about. Any of your current concerns, put them down onto paper. You want to make sure that you're using your time wisely because these opportunities are the time to address any issues head on. So take your time to prepare for these meetings. Now, you might not get all the answers that you're looking for, but it's the perfect opportunity to ask the questions that you want to ask and put them down onto paper. Follow up the meeting with an email with those questions specifically outlined. These are just some of the ways you can be the best advocate for your child possible. Now for tip number five, you don't have to make sure your child is always happy. So this one might be a little bit of a controversial tip, but I really stand by it. Now I fully understand the temptation that exists when it comes to wanting your child to always be happy. When a child struggles with more than his or her own fair share of burdens, like most children that have special needs do, we have a tendency to want to remove some of that load off their shoulders. And that is totally fine to do. Of course, if there's something that we can do to help them out, we should always be kind and loving and supporting. But that doesn't mean that we need to bend over backwards until our backs are almost breaking to make sure that every single minute of their life is filled with happiness. I know that this is a scary truth, but we're not solely put onto this earth for our children to be happy. We're not solely responsible for your child's happiness. Your child will have his or own thoughts and feelings that are completely separate from your own and you don't need to control your child as though they're a puppet. It is totally okay to set limits and have clearly defined boundaries. It's totally okay to follow through on consequences if your child is clearly disobeying or disrespecting you and your rules. There is nothing wrong with being strict and making tough decisions that aren't always popular with our kids. 
And it's okay to hold our children accountable to their actions. Have you noticed that these are sort of the same sort of rules that apply to kids who don't have special needs? And this is actually part of the human experience. We aren't always happy all of the time. And you don't have to do anything for your child that he or she is capable of doing themselves. So remember, if your child's capable of functioning independently in the long term in some way, that's something that you need to encourage and you can start with small stepping stones. Or if they will always be a little bit dependent, but there are a few things that they can do, encourage them to learn to do those things that they're capable of doing because that's going to give them a sense of confidence and resilience from doing the things that they can do. Don't take those things away from them. Just do your best, you know, be patient, kind, but always be firm in your stance. A lot of us fear that our children are going to be permanently impacted by experiencing struggles. But we all experience struggles in this world. We all do. And now I know they have them more than their fair share. But remember, there's nothing wrong with experiencing some struggle in life. Struggle is what brings strength. And that is how we grow as a result of it. And if there's no struggle, there is no progress. Now, I know you don't have to tell me. They already have their own fair share of struggles. They have more than what most adults will ever experience in their life. But that doesn't mean that you can't expect them to be respectable if they're capable of being respectful or that they shouldn't follow the rules if that is your expectation of them. Now, of course, it's fabulous if our children grow up thinking that they had a really happy childhood, and that is definitely a great goal. But to expect that your child is going to be always happy every single moment of their life is not realistic. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. Remember, life is full of highs and lows for all of us, and sometimes we need to experience a bit of disappointment in order to appreciate the good things in our life. And maybe the secret is this. Rather than you constantly trying to make your child happy and feeling anxious and stressed and worried about whether they are feeling happy all the time, maybe we need to focus more on making ourselves happy, on making ourselves more loving and accepting and kind in every situation because that's going to impact their experience. And I really feel that having a parent who is happy and accepting and just more at peace with where they're at in life even when they have to be a little bit strict or even when they need to allow their child to have a little bit of struggle and they understand that that's just a normal human experience, then that is a gift to your child. Because honestly, it isn't a realistic expectation that your child will be happy every moment of the day and you're just setting yourself up for more grief and stress and anxiety if that is a goal that you are trying to achieve. A more realistic goal is simply to do the best that you can. Now, I know I said that I'd be only having five tips in this episode, but I'm going to throw one more in for good measure, which is seeing the good in the bad. Now, I also know that this is a pet hate for heaps of parents who have special needs kids. Some people simply refuse to admit that there could be any benefit to having a child who's going to struggle more in life than others. And to be honest, yes, I agree wholeheartedly that if there was something that I could do to take away any child's pain, I would do that in a heartbeat. But then I remind myself, it simply isn't possible. Remember the serenity prayer. There are some things that we cannot change. And in those instances, that is where you need to be more accepting. I mean, think about the gifts that has come as a result of a situation. And there are definitely some gifts. You just need to go looking for them. I mean, I myself would be a completely different person if I wasn't exposed to this new world, but people have disabilities and special needs. I mean, it has helped me understand how precious life is. And if it wasn't for this situation, I wouldn't have become the better me that I am today, that I absolutely love. And that's just the way that I see it. Every life is made up of good and bad things. They're only considered to be good or bad because thinking makes it so. 
Life is so much easier when we recognize this fact that you could have a really good situation, but someone looking at it from the dark side could make it think, oh, no, that's actually really terrible. And just the same, something that people think is really negative can seem totally great if you're looking at it from the bright side. It helps if you train your mind to see the good in every situation, no matter what. And just like good things don't completely override the terrible moments that you have in life because we all have terrible moments, the bad things don't need to spoil the great things in our life either. Negative experiences can actually be valued because of the lessons that they bless us with. And they really do. Sometimes we need to experience those negative moments in order to appreciate the good things in life. So just always try to look for the good in every bad situation. I always say there is always a gem to be found. It's much, much better to be grateful rather than hateful all the time. Because in the end, life is short and fleeting and it's precious. And you don't want to come to the end of your journey only to discover that you wasted so much time, so many tears, worrying, fretting, crying, angry, sad about things that you just couldn't change. So really accepting that you need to take the good with the bad, everyone does. It isn't just us, you know, when we have children with special needs, we're all going to go through our own challenges in life. Just try to be happy with your lot. You can't change it. So why not do the best to accept the situation? We have all been given a life and it is up to us to make the best of it. That's our job, but we do it on our terms in our own unique way. So those are just six of the tips that have helped me on my journey. I've got a hundred altogether in my book, They Say I'm Special, which is all about raising resilient, happy and confident kids with special needs. So as always, you know, I am so grateful to have you here with me listening to this episode. I love and appreciate you all and stay tuned for the next episode. Until then, take care. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, Dream big, my friend.